Hello and welcome to the unofficial unsanctioned women's UCI cycling show. My name is Dan and uh, with me as always to talk all things cycling related to women riding bikes and cycling is my dear friend Sarah. Hi Sarah. <laughs> Hello Dan. Um, is that okay if we talk about bikes and cycling and riding bikes and also maybe occasionally picking bikes up and putting them over your shoulder and running with them? Um, can can and, we talk about riding bikes downhill in in slightly suicidal conditions? You know and, what, mate. Uh, you know what, mate. You, we can even talk about bikes riding around in ovals on wooden tracks if you want. And only turning left. Only, only turning, turning right. left. <laughs> no, only turning left. Only turning left. Jesus, keep you off the tracks. Bloody <laughs> hell! Wow. Uh, I think it's pretty clear that there's a very good reason why we're both spectators before we are racers, um, which, you know, uh, everyone who, who lines up at the start should be grateful for. But based on uh, on all of that, I guess we should get on with the, uh, the task of catching everyone up. We kind of live broadcast, live recordcasted, live something <laughs> or rather, the, the Le Semin race last week, which was interesting. Um, yeah, we kind of missed we kind of missed the ending, which in retrospect. <laughs> yeah, it was it was kind of weird because we were a little bit perversely pleased with ourselves, like, oh, cool, we're finished before we, you know, before the race finished. Yay, go us, we win. And then by the time we actually, you know, got everything organised and got it posted, the race was over. <laughs> Had to include a note about the winner. But um, I have learnt from previous mistakes, and I'm not going to name Emma Johansson as the winner um, ah, before Sarah second. can tell you all about yeah. it. So. Well, yeah, Emma, Emma won, hurrah for Emma, this is um, interesting, she's been on the podium of every European race she's started now so far, but unlike last year, she's won one, hurrah! <laughs> she decided not to wait 47 races before winning yeah. one this and year. And it's a proper race too, sorry, I didn't mean that. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, oh, I think oh. we're, uh, let's just assume Emma's not listening and, um, and forge ahead. <laughs> I think she might win the World Cup on Saturday. Oh, um, yeah, 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 sure. Follow up by sucking up. That's the way. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> but it was won by Emilia Hansen with Ash Mormon in second. Apparently, I was reading the race report, and Ash started the sprint. And Ash, so funny. I mean, so lovely. She's she's really, really loving the cobbles. <laughs> and it's great, you know, but you know when you have someone who's... She, she had a blog about this, about, oh, well... I'm sitting in a team meeting, I'm not very good at them, I'm not very good at them, and her team basically going, yes you are, you can be, oh, oh I am good at them. <laughs> it's kind of, uh, it's one of the, the fun things I think about seeing cyclists progress through um, their career, and particularly, you know, um, cyclists from those, those non-traditional um, European countries, you know, so, so... Even if we did have cobbles in Australia, and we don't, like anyone who tells you we do is lying. But even if we did, they wouldn't be real cobbles. They wouldn't be. They wouldn't be cobble cobbles. And um, and so you know, someone from this part of the world, or someone like Ash from Africa, uh, rolls up, and, and it's like cobbles seem kind of cool. They seem pretty epic. I like hard races, but I'm probably shit at cobbles because everyone says cobbles are really hard. So no, 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 no. You know, you know what they do? You got it wrong there. Because you roll up at a race, and there's 200 gigantic Dutch women with elbows <laughs> freshly sharpened. <laughs> yeah, but they're, they're all going, no. yeah, but I am good at cobbles. Yeah, and, and 
and the race is completely full of brand new people who've never ridden cobbles before. So your chances of getting just taken out by yeah. taken out by anyone are, are very very high. So you kind of so you kind of roll up thinking, yeah, maybe I like cobbles, and then you're like, no, 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 I hate cobbles. Cobbles are the worst, and it's actually got nothing to do with the cobbles themselves. But it is interesting to see several riders sort of take a few years. And, and get comfortable with it and then really start to flourish. Um, and, yeah, yeah. And it's kind of cool. Do you, remember, do you remember Abby Stevens' blog about getting over her Dutch anxiety? <laughs> it's, it's actually, it's, 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 in my mind, it's like a, a specific form of a cycling version of seasonal affected disorder. <laughs> you know, like, like you know, uh, in the far northern parts of, of the world during long, bleak winters with not very much sunlight, you know, people get depressed and, and, and that sort of thing. Uh, whereas for cyclists, I think, you know, there's a, there's a seasonal anxiety that comes around the cobbles that, that um, Evie Stevens described perfectly, where it's just like, ah, oh, shit, it's all about to they've sharpened their elbows and it's all narrow roads and parked cars and random dogs and... They're giant, all seven foot tall. And giant fucking stones, just because it, <laughs> it wasn't hard enough to start with. So, have you noticed, actually, speaking of Evie, um, on, on her Twitter and Instagram lately, um, she's been working out, I don't know how long she's been doing this for, you know, she may have been doing it all along, but I'm, I'm choosing to call this a recent development. She's been working out a lot in a CrossFit gym. Um, and for those who don't know, CrossFit's one of those those sort of exercise regimes based around hurting yourself pretty much you know just like high intensity workouts so it's like thought, here pick up this tractor tire and throw it against the wall 50 times and then vomit um, i thought i thought i thought crossfit was based on talking about this a lot well it depends on who you ask i mean it's evie so i'm pretty <laughs> sure she actually does stuff um but but it is it's it's like here tie this jumbo jet to your waist and then run 4ks and vomit um, because every CrossFit workout ends with vomiting, like that's that's how you know you're done. Um, but but I think I actually think she's taken up CrossFit um, specifically to deal with cobbles. It's the only thing that makes sense because it's the only thing that provides a workout that's anywhere nearly as close as being as hard as you need to be to ride and race cobbles. So. Yeah, mm. but I anyway, mean, Ash, just, Ash just learnt to love them, hurrah, and yes, good to see her up there. Sophie DeVoice in um, a foreign oh, shop. I so want someone, if you're, a, if you're a university uh, film student, please promise me that you will make a tribute film starring Ashley Millman, uh, How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Cobbles. Please, please make this a reality. If you tell me that you haven't seen Doctor Strangelove, I will fucking end this podcast now, Sarah. I'm so... How can you have not seen any Kubrick films? You're ashamed to film fans everywhere. I'm disgusted and appalled. Actually, you know what? I bet you have seen one Kubrick film. I bet it was Eyes Wide Shut. <laughs> no, I haven't seen Eyes Wide Shut. Well, thank fuck for that. But still, I'm disappointed. Uh, for those who can't tell, I've, I've got a bottle of wine with me here tonight for the podcast. <laughs> Everyone who's listening to this podcast before is going, only one? <laughs> and B, and that's unusual. <laughs> we should go back to recording at seven in the morning, your time. Oh, God, no. No. No, I, I actually don't think I physically could. See, I was still eager to impress you. That was before you knew what a terrible person I was. Now that the illusion's... <laughs> 
Now that the illusions are shattered, I just I don't think I could actually put that kind of effort in. You have never tried to impress me. <laughs> no, no, that's the sad thing is that actually I did. Hypnosis. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 that's it. This, this is still me on my best behavior. You don't want to see me when I let it, let the curtain down. You know, when the facade oh drops, God. it gets really, really ugly. So we one day absolutely have to meet, go out, get hammered, and podcast in your real self. <laughs> Are you kidding? It's basically just, you know, that scene from The Elephant Man, look away. <laughs> it's, it's just that that's all it is, you know, except slightly. The Elephant Man either. Um, oh, anyway, it wasn't, so that was the first round of the Lotte Cycling Cup. Lotte Cycling Cup is a Belgian series of Belgian races that happen throughout the year, and you get points, which only Belgians can win. And the second race in the series was the Omloop Van Het Hageland. Tilt, tilt winger. Tilt winger. Mm. Banker. Um, and to be honest, I was actually... I, I wasn't able to follow that race live, but I was a little surprised by the results. So do you want to talk us through exactly how that came it? together? I, I said uh, a little, but yes. Well, it was won by... Um, it was one in a breakaway, two-woman breakaway, Lizzie Armistead versus Emma Johansson. One by Lizzie, who yeah. I have always said has Cobble's queen potential. It's just that she, she's been sick, she's been focusing on the Olympics, she's been in her post-Olympic year, she's, you know what I mean? Well, I, I think that's the thing for me is, you know, and, and freely admit that that's a, that's a little bit of, you know, because of my reasonably short history with the sport that... That Lizzie sort of really only started to cross my radar leading into the Olympics, and um, and so my best knowledge of her is sort of up to the Olympics and then that that post Olympic year, which you know, like it wasn't a terrible year or anything, but it also wasn't you know uh, a spectacular year. Um, no, but also I think riders are allowed a year off. You know, oh yeah, yeah, no, no, totally. Sorry, I don't mean that as criticism of her at all. I'm just saying, uh, I guess it it just left um, me with a, a sort of you know. I've got the memory of a, a slightly hyper-intelligent goldfish, you know, so, like, a little bit better than 10 seconds, but but it was like, what has Lizzie done lately? And um, and then, so, you know, by next week again, I'll have forgotten. But this week, I'm remembering. <laughs> and if you want to know more about Lizzie, there is some, there's an, in, there's an interview on her, <laughs> there's an interview with her in English and in Spanish on El Peloton. Um, Marcos, he's been doing, Marcos Misiclismo has been doing a ton of interviews recently. There's one with Lizzie and there's one with Valle Scandalara. And they've also done a women's cycling guide in Spanish to, you know, for people, which is great. Everyone should go and look. If you even vaguely, only vaguely speak Spanish, go and have a look. If you don't, there's Google Translate. You have no excuses. But yeah, um, <laughs> Lizzie is also in this month's Ruler magazine. Oh, really? Oh, that's cool. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Ruler, so pretty, such pretty, pretty pictures. Even the paper is sexy in Ruler. It's actually okay. No, I understand that. I mean, I, I get, I get, you know, nice weight, high gloss, whatever. It's um, not high gloss. It's that kind of um, it's oh. it's kind of a matte. It's a matte, but it just feels sensual. Yeah, yeah, but it's but it's yeah. No, I can imagine. I uh, yeah. Um, Interesting. Lizzie's actually another one of those writers, though, that I can always um, spot by by her hair. Um, yeah, you know, she's, she's that is very... that is literally you know that of Marine's blogs is literally the most useful piece of information I ever had about watching women cycling um, because it, it took me forever to work out who was who. 
Um, and then that one simple trick, and it was like, oh, spotting riders all over the place. Yes. Now, if only we could get them all to adopt one um, hairstyle that they only ever wear. You know, so, <laughs> so, so I don't know, like Emma has to wear Heidi plaits. And, is it um, going to be like... And Ash has like to do Frozen. Princess Leia buns. Or, you know, like, whatever the rules is it, are. Is it, is, it like, is it like a roller derby list of registration where you have to <laughs> register your hairstyle and, you know, the person who gets um, bleach blonde crop first, right? She, she's the only one with a bleach blonde crop and, you know, you want a short hair, you know, so... I, um, I, I, didn't, I didn't actually know that roller derby is like that, but I now love roller derby like a million times more than I did before, and I loved it a lot before. So I'm, I'm sure you did. You're, you're you're the classic audience for roller derby. Really? What's the classic audience? <laughs> no, come on, out me, shame me. I mean, you do it every week anyway. We might as well get it over with. Male, single, letching after girls. In, oh, in no, dress. no, 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 that's not it at all. I mean, I'm, I respect women who could knock me out with a single punch. That's awesome. But, you know, respect is the key word there. But what do you think, but what do you think would happen there? Because if you were a rider like Gillian Carlton or track rider Katie Archibald, who likes to ha- change, change up the hairstyle, that would be a bit, you know, if you want to, for example, have a blue Mohican one, one month and a you know, pink Mohican the next month, and then you want to shave it off and just have little tufty bits, and then you want to grow it out and dye it green. Like, that would be a bit restrictive, wouldn't it? Yeah, true. I guess it's a hard and fast rule, but maybe then the, that's, that's a, a thing that broadcasters can work in conjunction with writers where they update the profile pics. Um, so that, oh, that no. As, oh, no, with the teams, actually, as part of the start list so that we get the current the current hairstyle that they've chosen for that race. No, 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 you know what, no, you know what would happen? You'd, you'd actually be able to book in when you're registering your hairstyle, you'd be able to book in changeable. Actually, you know, this, you know what this would work perfectly for though, would be, you know, bring back the brainwash ladies to it. That would be, that would actually be the perfect partnership with a race sponsor, wouldn't oh, it? Oh yes. Um, yeah. If you don't know, brainwash, brainwash was a Dutch um, hairdressing company. Mm, that you like a, they were a chain, aren't they? So they've yeah. got they've got salons all over the place. So that would be the perfect sponsor tie-in. I mean, yeah, sure, the riders might not like you know having to have their hair changed for every stage, but you know, needs must and all that. Well, I um I speaking of sponsors, I interviewed Annemiek van Vleuten, which I haven't written up. I've got to do that today. Um, about the about the Drenthe races, and she said that when she won the Novelon Euro Cup, which is Drenthe, they have three races: the Drenthe Acht, Drenthe Acht, Drenthe Acht, um, the the World Cup, and then the Novelon Euro Cup on the Sunday. And she said that what Novelon make is very high class flooring, and okay. she won. And when you win, you basically win a load of they'll come and floor your house for you. Oh wow, which was really awkward because she rented a broom closet um, in but, a small But she's apartment. bought a house. She's oh, bought cool. a house. And so she said that like this year, she bought a house this year, Mariana Voss won it last year and um, has, is building a house. So this year they went to the Novelon factory together to choose their floor. And now she's got a really fancy floor. That's actually really cool. I would, I I would dig really that. Cool. I mean, I mean honestly, like, it's one of my favourite things about cycling though is that like if you've got the good fortune to, to win a race or, or whatever, on any given day you could win a refloored house or a leg of ham or a giant wheel of cheese or your weight in beer. You know No, you, you, you do win. Um so you can win your body weight. There's a race in in Italy where you win your body weight and your bike. Your bike, 
body weight and mechanics weight because cyclists aren't very heavy, but mechanics Holy often shit. are. Yeah, I was going to say the number of people who'd want me as their mechanic. Wow. But you win that in rice. And there's American ra- race where you win the same thing in apples. Oh, yeah. I guess for a cyclist, you'd want the rice though because you need to carb load. Um, yeah, also, also rice lasts longer than apples. Yeah, true, true, but you can make cider with apples. So, you know, it, it's a toss-up. Um, but it's also, when you win, when you go to Tullingen Rundfart, because they're, they're sponsored by a brewery, oh, I so you want get that. The, the, the person who's the most attacking on every... So not only do you get the, the beer on the podium, the person who's the most attacking rider wins a little keg that day, which they tend to pass on to their crew. And, um, and then when you win, you win little kegs of beer too. Man, I would just get on a team and bribe my team to be the most aggressive. I wouldn't give a fuck no, 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 about no, no, any no, of the other people. You have to be the most aggressive rider, Daniel. Yeah, no, but see, I bribe my team, and then they give me the keg. Like, everyone wins. Oh, Yay. I see. Yeah. I, I think maybe you've got a job as a soigneur or a, a mechanic. Oh, uh, look, if I'm bribing someone to be most aggressive, I don't feel like I should have to work for it. So, you know, you know, truthfully, I could just go to the pub. <laughs> it's Yeah. It, it seems like a lot of effort for a beer. I mean, as much as I love beer, I, I just don't feel I should have to work that hard for it. Yeah. Anyway, so Van Hageland, Lizzie won. Emma second. Nice pit. There's a nice picture of Lizzie. Um, you know, Lizzie crossing a line. And Audrey Cordon of High Tech won her first UCI race. Um, mm. in, and and in, in her new colours, her first ever UCI race win. I think that may be wrong. Um, but yeah, and, and what I'm really liking about this season <laughs> is how Actually, that reminds me though of um of Carl Lima's tweet of the podium, which I've it was. <laughs> Just beautifully hilarious. Yeah, Carl, the manager of high tech, basically tweeted the podium, calling it um, "Listen in." <laughs> yes, yeah, he called it the wrong <laughs> race, and uh, and someone, Sarah, cough, Sarah, <laughs> needed to correct him. <laughs> so then he tweeted, "It's definitely Omnip <laughs> Hagelan," which it was, but you know, yes. <laughs> Well um, done. Well played, Carl. I, I appreciate that. I salute you, sir. Um, other races that have been happening this week are in El Salvador. We had the Grand Prix GSB, won by Olga Zabalinskaya, the GP Oriente, won by Mara Abbott, and the GP El Salvador, won by Alina Amielusic. Basically, these are El Salvador races are only won between three teams, United Healthcare, Ross Bello, and Astana B. Pink. Yeah. And then they had the first stage yesterday of the um, Vuelta El Salvador, the ITT, and that was won by Olga, Va- Olga second Alina, and in third place, Sharon Laws. Hurrah, Sharon. Back oh, from break, well back done, Sharon. In- yeah. Yeah, um, so yeah, so yeah. Good stuff. Uh, and there's been a little bit of action in, um, in North American racing as well. Um, I wanted to particularly highlight our dear friend Lex Albrecht, uh, Canadian cyclist this year, riding for Team 2016, uh, and she won the Vuelta a Murrieta. I, I think I said that wrong. Exergy 2016, if you don't know, used to be Exergy 2012, and it's run yep. by Nicola Kremner. Um I thought they were yes, 2016 no. Pro Cycling this year. I thought I could be wrong oh, about that. Oh, yes, you must be absolutely right. Why am yeah. I thinking this? Exergy, yeah, God, what am I thinking? Of course, yes, Exergy. Well, it's, you have a deep and abiding love for all things Exergy. So they so. are now. Let's. What, what are they called? Let's 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 check this no, out. I'm perfectly. Pretty, pretty sure it's 2016 Pro Cycling. 2016 Pro Cycling, and you can buy their jersey um, if you 
too. Um, it's a very nice jersey, black, blue, and white. Cool. Um, and, and in addition to, to having the race win, they also had some interesting news come out during the week, which probably most interesting to, to our US friends. Uh, but it turns out that Barry Bonds, who I had to explain to Sarah, um, pretty famous baseball player, um, also hilariously enough, um, was kind of not officially busted, but, you know, uh, steroids, yeah. Mm. Uh, but anyway, since retirement, Barry apparently has um, has turned into a pretty avid cyclist because of, you know, low impact but good exercise and all that sort of thing. Uh, and his girlfriend is a former world champion and Olympian, and um, and she is also the DS for 2016. So Barry has actually. Oh, is that Nicola? Hang on, is that so? Nicola Cranmer is. No, no, no. Sorry, Mary Holden. So she's a, she's a DS, oh. not not Nicola owner boss lady. Okay. Uh, yes. I was, I, all right. Yes. Um, but um, but Barry's contributed, like become an investor um, with the team. Um, you know, I mean, obviously through a personal connection, but his official statement was quite nice. It, you know, the women's side doesn't get the attention, he said. I thought we should be down with this because they're very talented. So, you know, uh, it's kind of cool and it's a nice tie-in. So, you know. Yeah, Yay. cool. Yay. Yay for good news. Mm, indeed. And yeah, I go. I can't even believe I still thought they were exergy. I can't even believe they were exergy. Well, you know, yeah. that's that's slightly more understandable, I suppose, than than you not having seen any films by Kubrick or knowing who Barry Bonds is. So, you know, I, I, I you know what? I think since I started talking to you, I think I just probably do just live in a cave. Um, but it's a it's a very cultured cave. I swear to God, <laughs> the sound of music is not fucking culture. May I'm sorry, but I think it's just that you know um, I I tend to watch other kinds of films and stuff, and just because you are oh, the the lowbrow, the lowbrow, just because you, you have dirty dancing on repeat does not mean you are more highbrow than me. Hey Daniel, nobody puts baby in the corner, and one day <laughs> I will show you that film. And you said you thought it sounded really good when I described it to you. I did not. You you lied to me and said there was a knife fight, and then to described West Side Story. You misled you said, me. You misled me, you, sir. I mean, you ma'am. said you said that dirty dancing sounded really good the way I told it. Oh yeah, the way you told it, but that's because you skipped all the boring bits. You told it in like two and a half minutes, and I know it's <laughs> I know it's like eighty seven or something. So Daniel, when have I ever ever managed to tell anything in two and a half minutes? <laughs> that's actually a really good point. <laughs> Everyone but there was now. that one time, that one time when you explained Jenny <laughs> dancing to me. The exception anyway, that proves the rule. <laughs> cycling, cycling, cycling. Um, I am really excited because, like I said, this weekend it's the Drenthe races and mm. we can watch it live-ish. Well, more-ish than live, I have to say. Uh, no, of, I'm sorry, but order. there's... A, so basically, the Ronde van Drenthe, it's the first round of the Road World Cup. And the Road World Cup is nine races this year. It's, it, they're all really, they're, they're, and the spring races, the four spring races are just really super hard, super tough. Everyone wants to win this. These are the equivalent of, of the spring classics, the monuments, I guess, for the men in the, these, these, four spring, these four spring World Cup races. And, and Drenthe is just, it's a lovely race. It's, it's in this little, re- it's part of this big festival where they have men's races lots of women's races kids races um and it's famous for 
<laughs> going three times over the Bamberg, which is one of my favourite climbs in cycling. Although, to be fair, your favourite climbs in cycling are remarkably similar to your favourite riders in cycling, i.e. all of them. <laughs> no, oh, Bam! Vam is really, really special because um, the Netherlands isn't a very hilly place. <laughs> no way. Really? And the Vam is a hill that's man-made, built out of rubbish. <laughs> so, so, so it reminds you of home. No, wait, sorry. <laughs> oh, he's so funny. I know, it's amazing. I wonder why he's still single. Champagne comedy, ladies and gentlemen. Champagne comedy. <laughs> Which is comedy that you make when you're drinking champagne. I'm not drinking champagne. I, I can't afford it. But hmm. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, so the van is it's a man-made hill made out of rubbish. And it got bigger last year because they, they, they increased it. But it's very steep. It's, it's, got, it's a real steep little thigh-biting hill. And it's always fun. And when they're not riding over the van, they, um, they, they, they ride around the region. And they have these bits. And I, so I was talking to Annemiek van Vleuten about it. She says they're not cobbles as you normally know cobbles. But they've got, like, the, the land around there is so quite does, sandy. What does that mean, though? Is that, like, cobbles made out of papier-mâché? I'm just trying to explain it. So, normally, cobbles are, like, you know, set in the road. Like, you know, they've been laid out in the road, and they're kind of roughly the same size and stuff like that, yeah? Okay, yeah, yeah. And, you know, they've been laid by people. But what Annemiek said was, because it's very sandy roads, what they basically did was just get a load of boulders and throw them down into the, into the, into the, into the make these paths out of boulders. Right, so, so, not... so what you're saying is that these were made by, you know, a bunch of alcoholics on a Friday afternoon, so they just dumped the stones out of the cart and were like, fuck this, going to the pub. Yeah, basically. <laughs> so, they're not, so they're not kind of, they're not, it's not, it's, it's very weird, and they, they kind of have these sections of cobbles, in inverted commas, that, that are like under trees, so in forests, so they're always mossy and damp. Oh, great. You know, because if there's one thing that, that we all know about cobbles, it's that it's not hard enough to ride over them. Slippery is better as well. Yeah, so, so yeah, so it's, it's an interesting race, and it's kind of, they go out through the field. When they go out there, it's very, it's very, so you have these cobbled sections that go through forests, and then you have these sections that go through fields, so there's wind and crosswinds, and then they, they, they leap over the van twice in the last, in the, in the last finishing circuit, circuit, and dive back down through town for a couple of, you know, really kind of technical cornered finishes. It's such a good race, and it's on TV. It's it's shown on RTV Drenthe, and RTV Drenthe. I don't even know why I pretend to be able to pronounce these things. Um, oh, just fake it, dude. Just you know, say it with confidence. What will happen? I mean, Jesus, this is how Phil and Paul have got by for years on riders' names, place names, race names, their own names. You know, results. They're tactics. actually. They're actually, their real names are File and Powell, but uh, they keep calling each other Phil and Paul, so it's, <laughs> it's just what people go with, so yeah. Yeah, so um, the, the thing, so we've got, so the three races, so tomorrow's Drenthe Acht, which is um, the flat race of the, of the, tri of the trio, um, then Ronda van Drenthe, and Amik said that she was asked by the uh, organisers what, 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 you know, what they should do, and she's like, make it harder! So they've added some extra stretches of these It's cobbles. interesting to me how every time uh, a woman cyclist is invited to give input to a course, and it doesn't matter what discipline it is, whether it's cross or, 
road or mountain biking or whatever, it's always some variation of, please increase the possibility of this killing me. <laughs> honestly, honestly, women cyclists basically have what it takes to be Australians. Well, except that I don't... Well, I'll shut up now. <laughs> That's, ladies and gentlemen, mark it in your calendars. That is the first time ever Sarah's shut up before the really offensive comment. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, some women cyclists are Australians. There's lots of Australians in the peloton, so ha! Huh. Um, yeah. Which, uh, I, think, anyway, I feel I'm like that proves people. my point. I, uh, yeah. I'm trying to tell people how they can watch the Ronda Van Drenthe oh, on yeah, TV. Yeah, and, right, yes, of course, yes, please. So, well, it's TV. By TV, I mean, obviously, streamed on your internet computer machine. So, yeah, um, <laughs> basically, it's shown by the Ronda by RT, RTV Drenthe. Um, my top tip, get onto the stream and, and fire it up, just running in the background for before, before, before the actual start, because last year we crashed. <laughs> Well, it's, I mean, I could be wrong because I don't know the exact technical issues that they had, but basically um, it, it seemed to be that there were a fixed number of available connections and once those were used up, um, it, it caused issues for people yes, so, trying, to, so, trying to get on late. So, so fire on your stream, just leave it running. Yeah, so don't for example, it. I've actually already fired up the stream. <laughs> And um, and on my spare seventy two computers as well. So, you know, fuck you all. I will watch it. Anyway, it starts at um, fifteen hundred hours in um, in 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 European time, which is two o'clock in the afternoon in which England. I can I just confirm because I this is the thing that always confuses me is that different parts of the world have started changing their their clocks for daylight savings. So has uh, Europe just, has Europe changed no, yet? Or? No, no, we only do it on the we do it on the same weekend, which is the last weekend of March. Oh, thank fuck for that! But oh, God, I think just I think somewhere in America it's already changed. Um, yeah, but we all cha we change at the same time as Europe anyway. Yeah, well, that's you, but you know, I need to know when Europe changes because that affects me. When you change, well, I was just going to tell people. Well, look it up. I mean, for fuck's sake, we don't have to bicker the whole way through the podcast. Although it is kind of fun. <laughs> this is you trying to impress me, Jesus. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, Imagine if I didn't give a shit. That would be horrible. Yeah, at two o'clock in the afternoon, um, in 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 Britain is one in the morning in Australia. It is. It is. That happens. In the... in Australian daylight savings time. Yes. Australian Which e although that that changes at the end of March as well, so what does the E stand for in Australian? Eastern, Eastern. Oh, Eastern. See, um, unlike unlike England, we're a large country, uh, and we span several distinct time zones. Places like the US or Europe will understand this concept, but Europe you, doesn't span that many time zones. You coming from people. such a narrow section, Europe, Europe has politically chosen to be all in the same time zone. Oh, solidarity! I respect that, but we yeah. we have not because. There are parts of our country that are literally closer to... Yeah, but, mate, you have you have different time zones in the same state. No, we don't. Isn't it Queensland? We're part of Queensland. Queensland's a different fucking state to all the other ones. I, I'm actually not sure. That's what I'm saying. No, that's... that's they're not a part of the same state. That's the thing. Out, okay. Yeah, like, anyway. Queensland is a state distinct from the other I states. Know. 
All of Queensland's on the same time. All of Queensland. Okay. Anyway, what I was... If you are watching the Ronde van Drenfurt, which, okay, so if it's at um, two o'clock um, in British time, that is, oh, my God, it's four hours back at 10 o'clock in the morning because you've changed the Americans in American time. But the thing, the coverage starts at three European time. The yeah. race is due to finish at 3.30. Now, in previous years, the coverage hasn't been live. It's been delayed. But how delayed? Like half an hour delayed or something. Oh, that's so right. you know, so you, so you turn it up. You think you're getting the last half hour of the race, but actually you get the last hour of the race. So oh, that's right. I remember that last year though, where we had that really well. I had that really fucked disconnect between what I was getting from Twitter and what I was yeah. getting from the feed, and it drove me nuts because this may this may shock you a little bit, Sarah, but I, despite all appearances to the contrary. When it comes to getting race information pretty much live from Twitter, I'm not the most strong-willed of men. I was not able to turn off my Twitter feed. So I was getting live race information like 28 minutes ahead of where my feed was at. So, damn it. Yeah, so the same thing is going to happen again. So if you have willpower at all and want to watch it as if it was live, turn off your Twitter on Saturday afternoon. Oh, thank you. That's a great way to frame it. I'm not self-deluded. Yay. (laughs) What did I say? Well, you know, if you've got willpower at all to watch it as if it was live, you know, to to maintain a fantasy rather than live in the, the cold, harsh light of reality, which is what I do. So... Yeah, awesome. So it's on TV, and it's also, um, they're going to have a short highlight show coming out pretty much straight away after, well, in the next couple of hours, allegedly, on the UCI YouTube. And they're also going to have an hour-long highlights program, which Ant McCrossan and Rochelle Gilmore are going to be commentating on. And Ant McCrossan says it's going to come out within a week of the race. Which I'm actually really excited to see. I've got... I have to admit, I have certain reservations, um, but I don't really want to air them until we see what we what we actually get. Um, but I'm very curious because that reminds me of the the promo video that the UCI released only a couple of days ago, I guess, um, promoting their their new, well, I guess, new commitment to an improved package of of video um, for women's races. Um, and I was wondering what your take on all of that was. Yeah, I, I, it was. Um, yeah, I've, I've had a kind of week where I haven't been following everything in graphic detail. Um, it was very graphics heavy, wasn't it? It, it mm. featured a lot of moments. The thing that pissed me off about it was, it was all about, oh, we're going to show you the storylines and we're going to do it, and you can watch these races, and it kind of implied that you could watch these races live. I think that's my main frustration too. That, is that it was like. You know, it, it, yeah, okay, to be fair, it is a major step forward from what we were getting previously. Absolutely true. But I think my frustration with it was that, um, you know, like it's pretty much built around that idea of, like, I can't remember the official slogan, but there were a lot of the graphics were, have you seen or did you see or, yeah, or, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, yeah. actually, you know what, dude? I've been following this sport for a while now and not as long as others and all I've been begging for for years is the fucking opportunity to see. 
So, yeah. you know, please don't act as if it's something that I've been ignoring because that's not actually been the problem. But also, but also my problem, okay, here's my thing. I've always got this issue with this, with managing expectations. And, and this is why, you know, so when I'm across and saying, I'm going to be commentating on this, I, you know, Bobby, Bobby asked on our, on our blog and a couple of other people, oh, my God, it's going to be shown live because they've set up this thing. Have mm. you seen? Do you know? Are you going to watch it? Watch it, you know, watch it, watch it, watch it. And it kind of implies live. Yeah. Now, given that, the, and, and that's, not a, that's not a thing that people it would, it, that's not a bad thing to, to think because the UCI has been streaming live. The Trap World Cups, the Cyclocross World Cups, and the Mountain Bike World Cups for a couple of years now. Yeah, the mountain yeah bike. exactly. So, I mean, there's, so, there's definitely so, precedent for it. So you kind of think, you kind of think it, it, it's not an, un, I mean, it's only if you're a kind of embittered, bitter old cynic like me that you go yeah whatever it's not like so, you know, so it's it's a pair of old um curmudgeons like us we're, we're the waldorf and statler of women's cycling are we yeah we just kind of sit there in the corner kind of go oh fuck. But, but if you just but if they said if they if they just tweaked it slightly and didn't say oh look it's gonna be yeah yeah you can watch it you can watch it it's like if they just said we're going to show you highlights, and I know yeah. that's not as I know that's not as selly. I know it's not as snappy. It doesn't look as good in the graphics, but you know, highlights. But mm. but but, but I'm totally I'm totally with you on that. Absolutely a thousand percent. Because you know, I mean, we've talked about this. We we do talk about this often about how there is such a scarcity of any video footage of women's races, despite the fact that the UCI records all of them. Um, and yeah. then the ones that, that they do publish to like their YouTube channel or whatever, the turnaround is has been really, really slow. So, yeah. you know, like I said before, it, it is a major step forward. But, yeah, there's no need to oversell it and to almost imply that it's something that it's not. Like, yeah. tell us that it's going to be the best highlights of, of the week, that every Sunday a new video will be published that's an hour long with everything in it or, or whatever the case may be, whatever they actually can deliver. Just promise that, because that will be exciting yeah. enough. It, it... Yeah. So, I mean, Ant McCrossin and Rochelle Gilmore are a great team. Oh, They've worked they, together though? on the world. Yeah. And, you know, Rochelle, obviously, she's a manager of a team. She's raced with these women. She knows these women. It's, you know, and, and Ant McCrossin is genuinely, genuinely interested in the women's mm. sports. Mm. You know, like having Ant, having Ant and Rochelle yeah. is, is like a lovely, is a lovely dream team. I, yeah. yeah. you know, it's, it's like they're, they're and Rochelle obviously is going to know. We're not. Do you remember in a in a Qatar yep. with Ant McCrossin's brother Marty, and he just didn't know anything about the women at all. Mm, You're mm. not going to get. And, and, gonna be and that was the. Uh, to be honest, you know, like no disrespect, no disrespect to Marty. He he was doing the best that he could, but um, it was difficult at times where you know he didn't know the backstory or the history of a specific rider. Um, and why whatever it was that they were doing at that point in time might be playing to their strengths or, or whatever. So he was he was left describing tactics in the broadest possible sense. Um, yeah. You know, it, rather than actually getting into the meat of the story of what was unfolding before our eyes. Yeah. And who and who they were, like you say, yeah. you know, when he was talking about, um, oh yeah, her biggest um, her biggest win was the final stage of the Giro Toscana last year. <laughs> Which, well, you know, to be fair, that, well, yeah, well, it's hard to say. Was that or, or Chong Ming? Um, yeah, either way. Yeah, no, he did both. Yes. He was, talking, 
yes and um so yeah so he was he was um yeah so it's it's going to be interesting and you know i don't want to diss it i want to mm. and i guess this is the thing is i'm not but i think oh, i think that's the point a... though is i'm actually genuinely excited to see what it is that they turn up with because i i also quite genuinely believe that it will be a significant step forward and an improvement on what we have had in the past yeah my concern is that um, whether it's been deliberate or not, it has sort of implied that it will be more than yeah. I think it yeah. actually yeah. will be. Yeah. And yeah. I think and to the casual observer, that will lead to disappointment. Yeah, and I think it's especially frustrating given that we are going to be watching... Um, yeah, it's a half an hour delay. It is annoying having to turn off your Twitter. But, you know, that we for the first two rounds, Drenther and Binder, we get a good amount of... Mm. TV coverage that we can that we can watch. Yeah. So it's it's kind of like it's especially frustrating knowing. Well, why didn't you cut a deal? With, you know, RTV Drenth is a Drenther is a regional channel. Mm. You know, mm. why don't you cut a deal with them and just shove it on shove it on the U, on the UCI yeah. channel at the same time? It's yeah. it's just oh. And, you know, and, and so, honestly, these days, I mean, just just for those who who may be wondering, from a technological perspective, a, a live stream over the internet is actually not just easy but cheap like it's not hard to do if someone's already providing the video the expensive part of the process is putting the cameras out there you know yeah. so so when Drentha is already doing that actually partnering up with them and going can we show the whole thing you know even even on a delay but via our UCI YouTube channel as well it's not hard to do and it's not expensive to do and and so yeah absolutely you know but I, I guess, I, I don't know, I don't know, I'm torn, because, you know, like, my, my nature is to be cynical, but at the same time, hopeful, and so, you know, I, I guess I land in a place where I'm like, it is a step forward from where we were, yeah. and yeah. hopefully it will lead to another step forward in the next year or two, yeah. and, and, and we'll keep that, going. Yeah, and actually that trailer, once we've had the first race, and we've seen what they do, and how fast they can turn it around and stuff, once we have that first race... Mm. We'll know, mm. you know. We'll know. We'll know. We'll know what happens, and we'll know how it happens, and 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 that's great. And we'll be able to say, "Oh my God, did you see this this video?" You know, last year, last year it took us months, and this year they've got an hour on each race. Isn't this mm. great? Mm. So, yeah, I am glass. My glass is half full. Sadly, not of wine. Yours is probably <laughs> empty. Do you need to pour yourself a new one? Uh, well, actually, I have. Oh, let's let's be generous and call it thirty percent of a glass left of the bottle. So, so I feel like, oh right, so I can't, so I can't suggest that you salute the UCI with it. Um, their other trailer that they had this week was the mountain bike one, which is a different beast. Whole because, other thing. Oh, because with the mountain bikes, I mean, mountain biking has been shown on Red Bull TV, which is where I watch it, but it's also streamed, the same stream shown on the UCI channel. Mm. And so their trailer was just full of like um rob hatch's exciting excited i mean rob hatch oh i've forgotten his name oh that's terrible but um his excited <laughs> i can't believe you just fake coughed hand over the mouth <laughs> i just forgot who it is <laughs> While I'm laughing hysterically, Google it. I'm just doing that. Don't give me away. Laugh harder. <laughs> I'm going to have an asthma attack. Rob Warner. Rob Warner. Oh, my God. 
is so pro. <laughs> Rob Warner. Fuck. <laughs> okay. We are Paul. Uh, it's lucky we. It's, it's kind of lucky we don't have sponsors to answer to. I guess. <laughs> But if anyone out there's listening, <laughs> we, will, we will totally, totally mumble now, hand over the mouth your your sponsor name. <laughs> yeah, we'll get your notes. So far, I've got team names wrong, people's names, names wrong. wrong. People's I names can't pronounce anything. Anyway, Rob Warner. <laughs> what do you mean, Dan? I can't believe you didn't edit that for he's, me. So cool. One of the Warner brothers. Um, so it's got Rob Warner's very, very, very excitable commentary, and he's so funny, and it's it's so exciting. It's it's the mountain bike season, uh, the mountain bike World Cup starts in April in Peter Marisburg, and oh, I can't wait! Oh, downhill! Oh, love of love, lovely, lovely downhill! I would be far too scared to even <laughs> get on a mountain bike, but fuck, man, I well, just can't wait. I mean, wait, for a start, but... you wouldn't know which way round a face, so. <laughs> Even I can't ride downhills backwards. Uh, well, you know, but you can't ride downhill forwards either. So, you know, who's to say? <laughs> who's honestly? And 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 Sword Panda's drawing was only for a road bike, so you've got no frame of reference. Um, so, if you if you like me, love mountain bike, there's a nice video. Um, featuring uh anchor martin in new zealand which just made me want to try it even though i die and <laughs> there's also we've also just had the aussie mountain bike championships which were won by tracy hannah and there's some nice photos of that on uh pink bike and uh some places like that which are you know great and happy happy people riding happy beautiful people riding in beautiful backgrounds in the sunshine it's like what's not oh, to love well speaking of happy people riding in beautiful backgrounds in the sunshine is this when we bring up clara hughes or or do you want to save I, that for I, later i, I mean that's like I the perfect segue i i forgive me i'm not i'm not sure this is when you plan to do it but that is to me just the perfect segue well is it clara hughes clara hughes is it clara hughes um, I can't say it, but Clara Hughes, um, multiple Olympic champion, um, medalist across speed skating and cyclist. Um, Clara has been partnered with the Canadian campaign Bells Let's Talk, which is a campaign about mental health, um, mm. raising awareness about mental health issues. And Clara's always been very... Um, very open about her own depression and her own mental health issues and and being very public about it because she's like it's it, the issue is about getting people to raise awareness but also you know to actually talk about these things mm. and not to like suffer in silence and stuff yeah. and so this year she's on the 14th she starts this um 12,000 kilometer um journey yeah well it's it's basically coast to coast isn't it for for canada it's all the way around it's 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 going through every canadian state um it's going to 96 communities with like 200 events um around it um 12,000 kilometers starts today ends in july wow Uh, uh, in on on canada day i think that's what it's called i'm so sorry canadians and yeah <laughs> and basically wants to get people talking about mental health with like loads of publicity and issues and she is a genuine sporting superstar yeah like, yeah well i mean she's already a hero in canada you know from her speed ca- speed skating history and obviously cycling as well um yeah. 
and she's been a hero of ours because of her, her it takes a lot of courage in my opinion to um, be open you know about those sorts of mental health um, issues and and the impact that they have uh, but I think especially when you're someone in the public eye and especially when you're an athlete and, yeah. um, and when she was still, and when she was still riding as well, mm, because mm. it wasn't—it's um, not just. Uh, yeah. Well, and, and we talked about that last year too. How um, you know, I was impressed at every turn. You know, with with her courage and her her actions, but also with the support of her team. You know, um, yeah, I I think it was great, and I, I love particularly I love that this campaign is geared around removing the stigma. Um, yeah. and, and, and bringing mental health into uh, the light of day and one of those things that we can talk about as a genuine health issue without, you know, fear and social concern and anxiety on top of it. And, uh, yeah. and I think it's fantastic. And also, I mean, holy shit, 12,000 Ks in four months, like, that is such an epic ride. That is an yeah. insanely epic ride. I mean, she's saying she's not she's not riding around. She's not she's not she can't because of the way Canada is. It's a slightly big country, isn't it? <laughs> she can't get so when she's going to Equaluit, Equaluit, yeah. you know, she's she's going to these. But some some places she is going by. There's a stretch she's going by train and a stretch that she's going by um, by, by ferry or something. By, yeah, by 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 um, plane and mm. you know because because this is like you know even she start you know she start she's starting now. Getting yeah. over the, the northern part of Canada. Well, it's exactly. Crazy. Like, if, if you're at all unsure, like, Google the fucking Northwest Territories of Canada or or the far northeast coast. Um, you know, like, Canada is an amazing and beautiful country, but it is got... It, it has some of the most remote wilderness you will ever see. Yeah. And mm. that's the other thing that I really like about her. She's taking these campaigns to, you know, places in Avic and Iqaluit. Equal- mm. Yellowknife. She's not just sticking to Montreal and Toronto and you know yeah, and, and Ottawa and Vancouver yeah. and all, all the obvious and easy ones and you know Edmonton being the the exotic location. She is actually getting out into the provinces and um, and visiting people, uh, yeah. which which is awesome. And um, yeah, I, I just I think it's such a cool thing. So yeah. And she's um, and she's going to be joined on some of the riding by her friend and former teammate Ina Yoko Teutenberg, <laughs> also personal goddess of this podcast, I guess. Personal goddess. I was so so happy because we were talking before about the um, interview with which Heidi Swift did with her mm, in, with Ina mm. in Peloton magazine, and it's now out. Um, it's now on the website as well, so you can actually go and watch it. And this is one of my favourite quotes. Um, she might tell you you're acting like an asshole, but only because she has your best interests at heart. <laughs> uh, so exactly like my mum. Oh. I think, yeah. I, oh goodness. No, my mum would. My mum would never have said the word asshole. Like she actually just like. I think she would explode if she tried to say that. So yeah, it's it's for the best that she doesn't listen to this fucking podcast and my filthy fucking potty mouth. So, <laughs> hi, mum. <laughs> sorry, but sort of not fucking sorry. Okay. Yeah, so, um, but Ina was also Ina's also been you know she's also been very open about her depression when she you know between she about mm. about how not just after she had her hideous accident in Drenza you know a year ago yeah. tomorrow Drenza mm. act but but also about how it's been there a lot and and about and when people like Ina 
and Clara talk about who are you know absolutely tough as nails you know this is the other thing is like you know sometimes people look askance at you that you know having depression is like makes you weak or you know is giving in to stuff and 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 when you've got someone like Ina or Clara Hughes talking about this you're just like fuck man you know they're 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 the epitome of they're the epitome yeah. of tough yeah, these are some of the, the hardest, toughest people in the world. And I think that's actually a really important point. And I think it's part of why I'm so impressed by, you know, Clara's openness, Ina's openness, and, and their support of a, an event like, like this, this um, you know, cycling journey, is that everyone, we all live our life in a certain set of circumstances. And so for every one of us, we will be presented with challenges and events in our life. But the the issues around mental health actually quite often transcend the circumstances. And I think that's one of the areas that people often get confused about where they're like, oh, you know, it's not that big a deal that, that X happened or Y happened. That's actually not the point. The point is that this is genuinely a health issue. And that there are other factors in play, be they neurochemical or physiological or psychological or whatever else. And that as we get a better understanding of what it is to be healthy human beings, um, that, that we can actually coexist and support each other through these times and help each other. And, and a big part of that starts with actually being open about it and being able to talk about it without judgment and also without fear. And, um, yeah. yeah, so, I mean, obviously, but these women impress the shit out of me. They're awesome. They are. They are. They are. They are. So, um, you can follow, um, you can follow Clara's journey on her Twitter and on her website. We'll put all the links to that and to the campaign. And there's ways that you can support it too, through, you know, signing up and stuff. If you're in Canada, if you're not in Canada, um, mm. you know, uh, just so please, please go and have a look. Please have a look. Um, we'll put all of these links on our blog pro womenscycling.com. Holy so, shit. Yeah. I can't believe we've gone this long without actually mentioning it. That's, um, that's got to be a new course record. That's amazing. No, no, we did, we did get to like the end of, end of a couple of, oh shit, we've got to mention this. <laughs> yeah. oh, because well. if, if you only listen to our podcast on iTunes, you can obviously listen to, you know, have be booked up on iTunes or you might have come across this in different places. We have the links to all these things and more um, things we, cause we, in the fair, run out of time to talk about all <laughs> No way! No! You give people the impression that we talk a lot of shit and say stupid stuff. You know what? Stuff. Maybe we should try Maybe we should try bickering a little bit less and, uh, you know... And, I feel and, like other people might enjoy that more, but we would enjoy it less. And so, <laughs> fuck them. You know, if you want less bickering, start your own fucking podcast. <laughs> Or maybe maybe that's the wine talking. It's hard to say at this point. <laughs> now I'm thinking of that South Park episode. And yes, I know you haven't seen any South Park because you know, <laughs> cultural philistine. But that South Park episode where they, they do a fake um, Russell Crowe. And, and um, so instead of a, 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 an actual cameo or, or appearance from Russell Crowe, they just you know have someone pretend and do a really shitty accent. But it's Russell Crowe fighting around the world, and he's got a he's got a pet tugboat, and he just goes around the world getting in fights. That feels like our podcast. You know? <laughs> Really? I, I think I think you've lost it. I think on that note, we should probably think about wrapping up. We've got um, a couple more things to talk about. Sure. Well, what did you want to get into next? 
Um, I just wanted to mention this sweet little film by the Manchester Wheelers, which again was happy women racing, riding their bikes happily, which made me happy. Good. And um, we've also had a couple of team launches. The well, I was going to say that that Manchester connection kind of leads in nicely to to you know the the team launch I most wish I was say, able to be at this week. Say 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 that again, Dan. Where the where what? connection? Manchester. Manchester. <laughs> Manchester. 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 Man United. United. City. Whatever. I don't know what you want from me. I'm just saying shit randomly. We had the team launch of the British team Boot Out Breast Cancer, the one that's run by Sarah and Barney Story last week. And this weekend in Manchester, Manchester, on Friday and Saturday is the launch of our favourite team, Matrix Valpine. Um, small British team, punches way above their weight. Mm. If you're anywhere, if you're in Manchester, please, please, please go along there. In there, there it's in with Rollerpalooza on Friday night. It's going to be fun. And if you can't go on Friday night, they're also going to have a Google Hangout. Which I am really genuinely looking forward to. I Honestly, I can't tell you how much last year and this year I wish I could actually be present. If there is a team that knows how to do a team launch, it is Matrix. Um, and Matrix Volpine this year, like, man, Steph, my man crush, um, you know, this dude knows what he's on about. And he is working a serious agenda and building an awesome team. And, yeah, if you're anywhere near that, I mean, if you're in fucking Liverpool or Birmingham or Bristol or Brighton, they're all so close to to Manchester. <laughs> you know, Edinburgh. If you're if you're fucking in Inverness, you are within driving distance of Manchester. You can get there in less than a day. I know that for a fact. You have no excuse. Be there. I will be at that Google Hangout, and I will be enjoying it. Um, I will have my camera and microphone turned off, so you will not be subjected to me, but I will be there and enjoying it. Oh, I think you should have been saying that you'll be there. You know, people can see your face, Daniel. <laughs> Trust me, nobody wants that. Oh, I'm hideous. Keep away. Keep I told away. you I told you it was the elephant man with slightly more alcohol. So, you know, it's not like I didn't warn you. <laughs> slightly less personal charm. <laughs> <laughs> It's funny because it's true. <laughs> well, on that happy note, we'll leave you next week. We'll have a ton of racing news to talk about. Hopefully we'll have seen the UCI video for Drenthor and be very excited about it. And we'll all be happy, happy, happy because we'll be well into the World Cup. It's going to be brilliant. Um, yeah, if you ever want to talk to us or tell us we're wrong, you can reach us on our site, prowomenscycling.com or on our email, prowomenscycling at gmail.com or you can talk to Dan on Twitter at Dan W Official. Send your send your dating profiles to him <laughs> to me on underscore pigeons underscore. Send me your commiserations for dealing with Dan. Or also dating profiles. You know, like you know, what's good for the gander is good for the goose. I don't yes. need dating profiles. What's that got to do with anything? Like really, anything? Are you, are you trying to encourage me and to be? And on that awesome happy bickering note, I will say good 